Misfits Audio welcomes you to Strange Stories, an audio anthology series of odd and unusual tales that can take place anywhere and anywhen. Sit back, open your ears, be comfortable, and let your imagination take flight. Remember, it's only as real as your mind makes it. Here's your tea, Linda. Thank you. Help yourself to some cookies. I baked them yesterday. With my boys, I'm surprised there are any left. Thanks. Did you hear about Tess Cartwright? No. What happened? She got one of those damn black envelopes. For her? No. For her daughter, Megan. But she's only a teenager. It was heartbreaking. The two of them got in a car and drove to the induction center downtown. A few hours later, Tess pulled into her driveway, alone. Those damn Frenati. What do they want with us? Their planet is overpopulated. They have to settle here to survive. But why kill us? The president said it's an environmental issue to them. Why should those slugs care about our environment? They only care as it relates to them. They think the Earth can't withstand thousands of them settling here. For every one of them that arrives, one of us has to go. Couldn't they settle somewhere else? There must be another suitable planet around, an uninhabited one. Not according to their leader, Klorn. Make it sound so green. The truth is, it's murder. I have nightmares about getting one of those black envelopes, ordering me to an induction center, or worse, one of my boys. So do I. But if we don't do what they say, those slugs will kill everyone. They've made that very clear. It's like they're doing humanity a favor by allowing us to live while they whittle away at the population. Do you really think they could wipe out all of us? You've seen the size of their ships. Florence says they can do it. The president believes him, and so do I. I guess that's why people are obeying the summonses in those envelopes. It's better than the entire human race meeting a violent end. Is it, Gloria? Is it really? The Frenati are slug-like beings who arrived on Earth five months ago in many huge, well-armed spaceships with the intention of settling here. Humans, they said, would need to make room via selective euthanasia so as not to overtax the environment. The cost of any disobedience? Annihilation. Soon, one young man will disobey his summons for the sake of something the Frenati cannot possibly understand. We'll meet him shortly when we continue with Balancing Act. Mr. President? Yes, Ms. Day? Florn is here to see you, sir. Send him in, please.
President Connors, good to see you again. Uh-huh. Come now, the other leaders of your world have not been unfriendly to us. What do you want? Another vessel is headed here. You will make room. Another ship? Over a thousand Frenati were on the one that arrived only last week. I know. It was a glorious sight. How many will be on this ship? Six hundred and eight. I, I, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep ordering innocent people to your induction centers. You will if you want your race to survive. After a thousand, is six hundred all that many? When? One week from today. My second will provide you with the names and addresses of the Chosen. The black envelopes will go out. One for one. Balance must be maintained. Why don't you just kill us and be done with it? You humans are a part of your environment. To destroy your race would be a crime against nature we Frenati would rather not commit. But you're keeping your options open. 608 Frenati in one week, Mr. President. You will make room. Good morning, Mr. Whitlock. Morning, ma'am. Your... your flowers certainly look nice. Thank you. It's a lot of work. I don't know how much more of this my back can take. Any mail today? Yes. Yes, there is. You can keep the bills. Are you well? You look pale. I'm okay. It's... Because of... because, uh, of this. Oh, my. I'm so, so sorry. I've never seen one of them before. They really are black, aren't they? You can't know how much I hate delivering these. I feel like the Grim Reaper. It's not your fault. It's the Frenati. I'm ready to go. I've had a good life and... It's not for you, Mrs. Bacchus. My husband? I'm afraid not. That only leaves... Colin? But he's 18. The slugs don't care. There must be some mistake. The Frenati don't make mistakes. Well, they can't have Colin. They can take me instead. That's still a fair trade. One human for one Frenati. They won't allow that. I, uh, I... I can't tell you how sorry. Why? Why can't they take me instead of my son? From what I understand, they've come to the conclusion that a certain slug on his way to Earth will have the same, what do they call it, a genetic footprint as, as your boy. They won't take you instead. But... You're not the first parent who's offered herself up for a child. I've seen it happen a half a dozen times. Unfortunately, the slugs won't allow it. Well, they'll have to make an exception in this case. I'm... Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Whitlock. I'm not angry with you. Not at all. I understand. If there's anything I can do... You're very kind. Colin's a good kid. Thank you. If... If you'll excuse me, my my husband will be home soon. Uh, we... We need to have a... A, a family talk. Leonard, we can't let the aliens have Colin. We don't have a choice. You're going to give up just like that? He's your son. I'm as torn up about this as you are. You know what the punishment is for disobeying a summons. 
But surely we could- We can't do anything. I've seen a couple of guys at my office go through this. They offered themselves in place of their wives or their kids. They were told no. Case closed. But maybe, maybe- Honey, don't. Well, wouldn't I be a better choice? I'm older, bigger. I must make more of an impact on the environment than Colin does. The Fernati could take me instead and have, have space left over. Sweetheart, it doesn't work that way. The slugs figure in all kinds of things. Like what? Oh, the amount of air you breathe, how much you... I don't know. Don't you think I've thought about that? I'd offer myself up in a second for Colin. Can't we ask? You're going to plead for mercy from the Frenati? If it will save Colin, I'll ask on my knees. Honey, please don't. We have to accept this. I... I suppose you're right. I never... Do you want to go have a good cry? (laughs) I'm all cried out. Strange. I thought I'd have an infinite amount of tears for him, but... But they're all gone. They were big tears. Is Colin up in his room? Yes. Do you want to come with me? I wouldn't know what to say. That makes two of us. You say it, Riley. No, you say it. Look, sweetie, one of us has to say it. I've got homework to do. Colin, may I come in? My dad's here. Just a minute, Dad. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. Come in, Dad. Colin, we, uh... We need to have a talk. What did I do? Nothing, nothing. Why do you ask? Well, when an adult comes into your room and says, we need to have a talk. You didn't do anything. Good. Yeah, I... May may I sit? Sure. Your mom wanted to come too, but she... She couldn't. What is it, Dad? Son, we have a, a, a problem. What's up? You know about the Frenati, right? Sure. Who doesn't? I don't know how to say this except to say it. Say what? This came today. For for me? I'm afraid so. When? Tuesday at noon. This Tuesday? Yes. Colin, your mother and I would gladly take your place with the slugs. Won't... It's okay, Dad. Really? Well, what what choice do I have? What do I need to do? Nothing. We'll drive you there when the time comes. Won't that be tough on Mom? It won't be easy on me either. Is there anything you'd like to do tonight? Go out to eat, maybe? No, thanks. Whatever you say. I'm sorry, son. Very sorry. It's not your fault. I'd better go now. Before you see your old man break down. Tuesday, at noon. You'll have to find me first. I'm not obeying any summons. Not while Riley's around. And it's a beautiful Tuesday morning here in the city. Meteorologist Todd Parker is predicting a high of 71 degrees with a chance of scattered shaft. Honey! Honey! Come, quick! What is it? Colin's gone! What? See for yourself. His bed hasn't been slept in. Could he have gone down to the induction center? He doesn't have a car. Or one of his friends. No. He knew we were going to drive him there, so we'd have a chance to say goodbye. Then what? Here's your answer. He's on the run. What are we going to do? We'd better contact the authorities. 
Maybe if they know, things will go easier on him. Easier? Honey, the slugs don't want to slap Colin on the wrist and say, bad boy. They want to kill him. Don't you think I know that? Then why? If the Fanati find out about this on their own, there's no telling what might happen. You know what disobeying a summons means. I do. As much as I love Colin, I will not have my son be the cause of the death of every man, woman, and child on Earth. Who is this child who dares to defy the Frenati? His name is Colin Bacchus. He's 18 years old and he lives in Bridgeport, Connecticut with his parents. They informed the authorities this morning that their son had gone missing. Where is the boy? We... we don't know. You don't? Need I remind you of the punishment for what he has done? You're serious? You're going to kill every person on Earth because one teenager has run off? That is the punishment for defiance. We made that quite clear on the day we arrived. I hardly think a kid who can't even drink legally yet is trying to defy you. Then why? I don't know why. I'd like the chance to find him. You know his whereabouts? Not yet, but I'm sure our intelligence agencies could track him down. Mr. Bacchus's Frenati alternate is Pother. Who's he? The most revered philosopher our planet has ever known. He will be unable to disembark the Frenati vessel until this troublemaking young man is found. Give me some time to catch the Bacchus boy. That was not part of our declaration. You mentioned how people are a part of this planet's environment. Do you really want to damage the Earth by suddenly wiping us all out? But discipline. 72 hours. You can find him. I believe we can. You have 48 hours. But that's not- If you have not found the Bacchus boy by then, our original warning will be carried out. May I help you? I'm looking for Riley Saunders, ma'am. And who might you be? Special Agent Carson, FBI. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's just that we... Well, you can't be too careful nowadays. May I come in? Certainly, certainly. May I get you some coffee, Mr... Agent? No, thank you. I'm in rather a hurry. Is Riley home? Has she done something wrong? You can tell me. I'm her mother. I only want to speak with her. Of course. Riley! There's someone here to see you! I'll be down in a minute, Mom. Make it quick! So... Nice weather we're having. Yes. I didn't think the winter would ever end. So much snow. Hello? Riley Saunders? Yes. Mom, what is this all about? This is... I'm Special Agent Carson of the FBI. FBI? I'd like to ask you some questions. I'm sure Riley will help in any way she can. What questions? They're about Colin Bacchus. What about him? You know that he's gone missing in direct violation of a Frenati summons. I do. We access Mr. Bacchus's cell phone records. 
with very few exceptions. All of the calls were to you. Riley, what did I tell you about that Bacchus boy? Mother, please. When was the last time you heard from him? If you have his phone records, you already know the answer to that. Riley! Yes, but we'd like to hear that from you. Tell him. Yesterday, around noon. Did you know then that he'd been summoned to an induction center? He told me. Did you go and see him? No, I didn't. Isn't that rather odd behavior for someone you were dating? Riley Saunders! You were dating that boy? Yes, Mother, I was. Agent Carson, I had no... I told you to stay away from him. Why was that, ma'am? Because of their age difference. He's two years older than she is. One and a half. And that doesn't make any difference nowadays. Why didn't you go see Mr. Bacchus after he told you about his summons? Colin thought saying goodbye would be too hard on both of us. He said he wanted to remember me smiling and happy, not crying. Did he tell you he was running away? No. So you have no idea where he might have gone? None. Why are you so anxious to find him? You do know about the Fernati threat, don't you? What threat? The aliens have promised to annihilate all human life on Earth if they face any disobedience. They'd never do that. The president believes they will. He has secured 48 hours from the alien leader in which to find Mr. Bacchus. And if they don't? That is not an option. Riley, if you know anything else, you had better speak up. That's all I know. You've tried calling him, no doubt. We believe he's taken his cell phone with him. As far as we can tell, it's powered down. If it were on, we could trace his location through its signal. Would, would the Frenati... really? They would. What will happen to Colin if they find him? I haven't heard a definitive word on that yet. They'll kill him, won't they? Riley Saunders! Well, that's what they'll do. <laughs> kill him so some slug can come and spend the rest of his life on Earth. You will call us if Mr. Bacchus contacts you. Riley? Yes, sir, I will. In a hastily called press conference this afternoon, President Connors had this to say about the reward for the missing teenage boy. To that end, we are offering a $250,000 reward for the capture, I repeat, capture, of 18-year-old Colin Bacchus. Lest any of you think this is an easy thing for me to do, I assure you that it isn't. In all my years in the Senate, and now as your president, I never imagined that I would be putting a bounty out on an American citizen. However, the price of failure for not finding Colin Bacchus before the 48-hour limit is up is unthinkable. Since the president's news conference, reports have come in from four states of possible sightings. Federal authorities have advised all citizens attempting capture to be careful. Even though Colin Bacchus has no history of violence and is not believed to be armed. May I help you? I'd like a room, please. Ain't you a little young? Do you have a vacancy? Where's a girl? What girl? You don't have a girl with you? No. Good. I don't like any shenanigans going on in my rooms. 
I just want to get some sleep. One night? Yes. That'll be 50 bucks. 50? That's the price. Take it or leave it. Cash, huh? Is there something wrong with cash? No. One size fits all, right? Here you go. Room six. Up the stairs. First door on the... Hold on a minute. What for? It's you. The kid on the news. The one everyone's looking for. Hey! Get back here! That was close! The slugs must have my picture on the news! I've got to get away. But everyone will recognize me from the TV. Who wouldn't have seen the news? Who'd be too busy? That's it. Need a lift? Please. Where you headed? North. Any place special? No. Just north. I can take you as far as Portland, Maine. I've got a delivery to make up there. That would be great. Thanks. Hop in. You're running out of time, Mr. President. You agreed to 48 hours, Clorn. I expect you to honor that agreement. You will receive every promised second. You're anticipating my failure? Pother is growing agitated. He wishes to settle here, and he cannot until the Bacchus boy is captured. And killed. Perhaps not, at least not immediately. Pother and I, among others, are curious why the boy would do what he has done, knowing the consequences. Pother wants the child to be interrogated, to learn his motives. He's just a kid! He is the only Earthling to defy the Frenati. We need to understand him. So, uh, have you been driving a truck for a long time? Oh, yeah, years. Do you like it? It pays the bills. It's tough on the family, though. I try to take a break between runs, but you have to make the money where you can. I suppose so. My oldest boy is 19. About your age, huh? Not until August. You're not running away from home, are ya? No, sir. Not, not me. Good. I picked up a kid a couple of years back, and it turned out that he was running away from home. It caused me all kinds of headaches. Time for a brief news break, listeners. It's 57 degrees out at 8.40 p.m. The weather tomorrow is expected to be just like today, so I hope you liked it. Topping the news, authorities are still hunting for Colin Bacchus, the 18-year-old on the run from a Fernati summons. A $250,000 reward is being offered for his capture. There has been an unconfirmed report of a sighting at a Route 95 motel. Police are... Wait a minute now. Whoa, whoa, what's going on? You stay where you are, kid. I thought you looked familiar. I saw your picture in the paper. Put the gun down. Please. Uh-uh. I always have it handy. 250 Gs. I could retire. Why don't you just 
pull over and let me out? <laughs> uh-uh. What's the road? Don't mouth off to me. I was born with a steering wheel in my hand. What are you gonna do? There's an exit coming up in about two miles. I'm gonna find the authorities and get the reward. You can just do that to another human being. No remorse? <laughs> Not a bit. <laughs> Mr. The Road! The Road! <laughs> It just feels... <laughs> At least it'll be on my terms. <coughs> oh, got a call. Hello? Riley, it's me. Colin, where are you? I'm... I'm not sure. You don't sound well. I don't think I have... Much time left. What? What are you? I wanted to let you know. <coughs> let you know that I love. I love. Colin, Colin, speak to me. Wake up, Mr. Bacchus. Oh, um, oh. oh, where? Where am I? You are on my flagship. No, 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 no! Do not bother. You will not be able to rise from that chair unless I permit it. What am I doing here? I had you brought here after you were discovered along the side of what you humans call a highway. Yes. Yes, I remember. My leg was broken. I... I was coughing up blood. What? What happened? My doctors healed your injuries. You could express some gratitude. Why? They saved your life. Only to take it. What are you gonna do now? Parade me down to an induction center to show everyone what happens to anyone who dares to challenge you? Nothing of the sort. At least not yet. The truck driver? He is deceased. We did not get to him in time. I... I didn't kill him. We know. We probed your mind during the surgeries. Why did you run? Why don't you just kill me? We seek to understand why you fled. What difference does it make? A great deal. In the months we Fernati have been here, no one has dared to challenge us until you. What was your motive? <laughs> motive? I didn't want to die. There is more than that. You probe my mind. You tell me what I was thinking. I'd like to, but the scans were... confusing. Did you not know of the punishment that awaited all mankind if you were not caught? What punishment? Annihilation. You'd kill everyone because one person ran away? Yes. Well, to answer your question, I didn't know. How could you not have known? I just... didn't. 
Does it have to do with... love? Huh? Your scans revealed a great amount of this emotion. Did it make you run? None of your business. Love for your mother, your father. A young female named Riley Saunders. You leave her out of this! Did Miss Saunders have something to do with your running? She had nothing to do with it. You leave her alone! Our scans showed your feelings for her to be very strong. Why are you even bothering with this? We're not sure what to make of love. We have researched human literature. Some of your authors described it as wonderful, some hateful. It cannot be both. Records show that it can make humans, especially human males, act in odd and unpredictable ways. So what? We must understand it. If love made you do what you did, others may follow. We must find love and contain it. Destroy it, if necessary. Where is it? <laughs> You're looking for Love's street address. Why do you find that amusing? It doesn't have one. It must reside somewhere. It's everywhere. How do humans call upon it? We don't. It finds us. Gibberish. You're trying to confuse me. I am not. Love is different for everyone who experiences it. That's impossible. Everything in creation has a definite form. Not love. You're worried that others will run because of love? We are concerned. You better watch out. Love might find you too. Impossible. Why should you be immune? We must first understand love to control it. But how can... I think a demonstration is in order. Bring her! Let me go! What is she doing Colin! here? Colin, help me! Put her in the other stasis chair. I told you to leave her out of this! She didn't run! I did! Miss Saunders is here for... Research purposes. What? What's that? A fine beam laser. What are you? There, right on target. You, you can't. It will be relatively painless for her. A momentary burst of heat and then peace. Don't. Me. It's me you want. We're beyond that now, Mr. Bacchus. This has to do with understanding a much larger problem. Love. The weapon will fire in approximately 30 seconds. She didn't do anything! You will now demonstrate firsthand this emotion that you are so fond of. You are free, and you have a very brief time to save Miss Saunders. Colin! I have to get you out of these things! <laughs> You're free! Run! No, not until we're both free! Time is running out! No, Come on! Colin. Seconds now! Riley, hold on! Things are clearer to us now. What are you talking about? You put yourself in the path of the weapon to save Miss Saunders. You were willing to sacrifice yourself so that she might live. Is this a part of love? Yes. Very strange and worrying. 
We must depart this place. You're... You're leaving Earth? Yes, before this emotion of yours infects a Fermati and makes him act irrationally too. We will be gone from your world in 24 hours. I can't say we'll miss you. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. We will strive to find another place. A planet where the inhabitants can be expected to act rationally. Somewhere without love. Good luck with that. This emotion exists elsewhere? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. A totally unacceptable planet, Pother. We will find another home. The doctors are examining our people for any sign of emotional infection. So far, all is well. That's good to hear. Do these humans have a space program? A very rudimentary one. They have not traveled past their own moon. Might they? In time, I suppose. Do you have a warning beacon aboard? Of course. Before we depart this solar system, we should station it nearby to warn other travelers of possible infection. I will see to it. You'll want to add one more warning, Lord. To prevent further contamination, any human venturing beyond the Earth's moon should be exterminated. We can't be too careful. In balancing act, you heard, in order of appearance, Laura Bednarski as Gloria, Erica Reesberg as Linda, Elise Krawick as Ms. Day, Russell Gold as President Connors, Jan Anderson as Klorn, Melissa Exelberth as Mrs. Bacchus, Joe Stofko as Mr. Whitlock, Russell Gold as Mr. Bacchus, Billy Flynn as Colin Bacchus. Maureen Boutier as Riley Saunders, Michael Simpkins as the radio voice, Heather E. L. Farrar as Mrs. Saunders, Glenn Haskell as Agent Carson, Rebecca Thomas as Anchorwoman number one, Maureen Boutier as Anchorwoman number two, Erica Reesberg as the clerk, Jan Anderson as the driver, Lampros Leontos as the radio announcer, and Glenn Haskell as Pother. The script was written and produced by Mike Murphy. Assistant producer, Captain John Tattersack. Mixer, Daniel Krempa. Script editor, Arlene Osborne. Webmaster, April Sadowski. And art director, Alexa Chipman. Music for the series was composed and performed by William Krupczynski. Please visit his website at www.pureshift.com. Mike Murphy gratefully acknowledges the continued help of Arlene Osborne. All the characters portrayed herein are fictitious. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. This production is for enjoyment purposes only. I'm your narrator, Steve Anderson. This is an original production of Misfits Audio, copyright 2013. All rights reserved.